Welcome to Chasing the Chaos. Where like the storm chasers, we chase the chaos of the storm. We take the mayhem of mainstream media and spice it up with an interesting twist. Honey, like close the windows, we're flying by like Inglewood. Like, I, you know, <laughs> it's literally on our hands because of what we did. So they're doing whatever it takes to make sure that all avenues are covered. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. This all is right. getting chaotic. Jason is then a, a valuable example because he reveals an important truth about the trans phenomenon. Despite what we are so often told, the decision to transition is not personal and private. Okay, it's not some sort of harmless personal decision. It's not like you're you're, you're you know choosing an ice cream flavor at Baskin Robbins. Okay, that's a decision where you can rightly say to anybody who has an opinion about it, "Hey, this doesn't affect you." Okay, what do you care? That's not this. You're doing something that will have a dramatic, life-altering, devastating effect on those who are closest to you. This is not a private journey that you walk alone. You are dragging others with you, whether they want to go or they don't. And almost always, they don't. Most people on the planet are aware of who Mr. Beast is. He is a YouTube megastar with 150 million subscribers. To put that on a scale, a majority of YouTubers haven't even reached 150 views on a single video. He is what some call the modern-day messiah, who has garnered international acclaims in love through his selfless acts of giving large proportions of money to random people or fans in creative challenges or generous offerings. Mr. Beast doesn't do the videos alone, however. With a wacky and personality-fused team behind him, they assist him on the creativity for his videos. One member of Mr. Beast's team, Chris Tyson, has gained his own collective following on the internet. Tyson has recently been in the news for beginning his hormone replacement therapy and transitioning to a more comfortable lifestyle. And Tyson has recently divorced from his five-year marriage to his wife, Katie. The pair had a two-year-old son, Tucker. Controversy and hate have been directed at Chris's fans are baffled and confused by Tyson's personal lifestyle change. Some people are stating Chris put Mr. Beast and his channel between a rock and a hard place with his transitioning. Do you guys see it the same way as those critical to Tyson's transitioning? I don't see it as a problem. I don't think it should really be seen as a big problem or like a rock in a hard place when it comes to Mr. Beast's fans. I think what people want to do at the end of the day is up to them. And you know, I think people on the internet have reasons to hate on literally anything. So the backlash that this is getting is almost just normal, expected with internet and media. To ping pong off of that, it really just seems like petty drama, honestly. Like it's also relevant, but... They're kind of just, it's so many people are just watching and reacting to this because it, to me, it seems like there's nothing else to watch except, you know, things that we've already covered. We have gun control things. We have political messes, shootings, shootings, and all of that. Can't and forget about those. Definitely can't. But to me, it seems like most Gen Z's are just willing to do anything if they agree or disagree with it or to prove a point, which you may hear about later. But just to put in perspective, it's just soft generation. And that's just me being real. Like, it just feels like we've getting a little softer than we usually were in the past. You know, that's crazy that you say that because I always talk about how mentality is everything. And if you have like a softer mentality, then that's going to show. I really don't think that this is a bad thing for Mr. Beast and his thing. I, I don't really think it matters to yeah. the channel. Right. But but I think for his family, for Chris's family and for, you know, everything that's happening and everything, how they're like, they're separating and all that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's going to have an effect on the kid that he has already. So oh, I mean, other than that, though, I don't really think this pertains to the channel itself. That's true. Marcus, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it'll have a tad bit of an effect. It doesn't matter because he has 150 million subscribers already. Um, people aren't going to stop watching his videos just because someone is trans. I think people love to hate on little things. And I think really it it's a personal decision that's kind of being broadcasted. So like Chris is kind of in like a very like peculiar situation. I don't mind what he's doing, obviously. Like, it, everyone can live their own lives, do whatever the fuck you want, dude. But the thing is, it it's just like, you gotta think for the kid, though. Or the wife, right? Like, it must be kind of tough for the wife because it's like, now I'm divorced. Now the family that I've always wanted is gone. Not, is gone. And my husband is now transitioning, which 
we've already all agreed on is fine. But it's like, is she going to be able to like say her piece or does she kind of have to be quiet? Because like, like out of uh, out of support, you mean? Yeah. Like, do you think do you think um, the controversy here, it can be directed as well, like not even to Mr. Beast's channel and his his viewers, but the pressure on the wife to be supportive. You know, if you're going through a divorce, you have every right to mourn, but it's a, it's a, it's a difficult situation because if my partner were to divorce me because they wanted to transition, I'd want to support them, but also I'd be really emo because I've just been divorced. Okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Would you stay with them, honestly? No. You wouldn't stay if, with them? If someone doesn't want to be with me and express that they don't want to be with me, I wouldn't be with no, them. No, no, no. What and I'm, what I'm asking is, way. what I'm asking though is, so you have a husband or something, right? Yeah. That husband wants to transition. He still loves you, right? But would you stay with them through the transition? I would support them and give them love, but I don't think I would be able to play that that intimate role as I did prior. Okay. I feel like the the boundaries of the relationship have shifted and I have nothing against people that choose to transition. I think mm-hmm. it takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had a partner who I was, say, I'm dating a man and this man decides he wants to transition to become a woman, I would support him. But I wouldn't continue that relationship because out of I'm kind of my own person as well. And I have my own preferences. And yeah. That's that, you know, no yeah. hate, no hate, just a preference. And know? that's the big one right there is a lot of people are going to hate on the fact that, okay, I'm going to support you, but I don't think that a relationship is going to work out. And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of hate is because they see it as, oh, you're being transphobic. Oh, you don't want to be with a trans person. It's like, that's not the case. I'm still being supportive, but that's not what I prefer. And it's yeah. that keyword, not what I prefer. Mm. And, and there's everybody that has their thing, you know what I mean? So like, there's everybody has that line where it's like, okay, well, I can't do that. Exactly. And I think people don't respect that enough to be like, all right, well, why aren't they staying together and all that? You That's know what, what I'm mean? saying. So I looked at this, when I read this article, I had to look at it from two different perspectives. I looked at it logically and I looked at it from a Christian perspective. From a logical perspective, I... You know, while it was his decision, I feel like it wasn't key for the family because as you already mentioned, he had a wife, he had a kid. Yeah. And that just made the situation very complicated. So I'd, it's hard to say because, you know, it's a personal belief. But at the same time, honestly, it seems a bit selfish because there was not much consideration for the family themselves. Yes, and I agree with you completely. I was I was raised based off of all right. Well, we have kids now. Now we have to make this work. Exactly, like very traditional. It's like okay, this is my child. I'm going to stay with this child. Now, yeah. Let me ask you a question, guys. So we're talking about Mr. Beast and this controversy here. What do you think is going to happen to his younger viewers? I remember I I was a babysitter, and oh my god, these That's kids rough. loved Mr. Beast. They That's would rough. love watching it. And this topic is a bit complex. What do you think his younger viewers, how do you think they're going to digest this information? Well, I think it depends how the kids are raised. I think it, I think it has 110% to do with that because if they're raised in an environment that's bad and like, uh, I'm against this and all that, like, obviously they're going to think a certain way. But if like the parents, you know, taught their kid to be like, all right, well, we can't judge them. Maybe. I gave a question and look, what do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I completely agree. But there's another layer to that, where, whereas there's some parents who aren't ready to have that conversation yet. You're right. Uh, some Mr. Beast fans are probably as young as four or five years old. It's kind of a tricky thing for parents to answer why the beloved team member of Chris is transitioning. Now that's not on Chris at all, but I think some parents aren't going to allow, I know it, some parents aren't going to allow that to be watched. So I I hear that you're saying that some parents won't really allow it to be watched or the media to be consumed because of what it's presenting. Do you think, I know Mr. Beast is a huge influencer in in media. Do you think this inclusion is going to help the younger generations kind of like not adapt to like the changes because adapt is the wrong word. But do you think Mr. Beast, including 
all different kinds of people on his team is going to encourage inclusivity. Is that the word? What's inclusiveness? Inclusive. Inclu- yeah. Uh, I'm trying to I ask a question. I don't, I don't think it makes. I don't think so. But yes and no, though. I don't. I don't. It think doesn't so. make his case any better, and it doesn't make it any worse. Because okay. that still yeah. doesn't limit the the fact that some parents aren't ready to introduce their kids, and it could be like parents don't have to be against it or anything. It's just like. My kid's four or five, six years old. I want him just to be a kid. I don't want him to learn yeah, that's anything fair. about any kind of gender changes or anything. Now that happens in the <laughs> world now. So like it is good to be aware of that. But I just think some parents aren't ready. But to go back to it, though, his son, who's two years old, Chris, he has 14 million uh, followers or something on Instagram. That's going to be tough for his son when he grows up. Like, that's just going to be a tough road. Now, does it matter? Because I feel like Chris is still a, he's a good guy, right? Like, we're all agreeing he's a good guy. He's going to be a good dad. He already said that he teaches his son a lot with, like, love first and judging last. It's a good quality, but it's still, like, at the same time, man, to be a public figure and to be transitioning, that kid is going to, he's going to go through a lot. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And that family's split up now. Yep. That family's split up. Not only is his father transitioning, his whole family situation is complicated. And well, that- uh, actually, uh, I want to say something that I was reading in a different article, obviously, than you were. But they were yeah. having problems beforehand. And then this kind of was like the last case where it was like, all right, well, now we need to do something. It was else. the last straw. Yeah. Now, when you guys bring up like the kid's going to be fucked. Like, I, I don't I'm, think I don't think I'm thinking, fucked, but I, I was thinking of the question and it arose in my mind, how far do we get to a point where people that have children are allowed and not allowed to be their authentic selves? You see, I, like I said, I was raised off of, all right, well, my mom and my dad, they're, they have arguments or whatever it is, but they, they make it work because they have their kids to rely back on. Like we need to show these people kids how to grow up we need to show these kids how to do this we need to show these kids how to do that in the right way so for me personally i don't really know how to answer that question but i will say that i will say that i guess that you can just say that i was at a different point in a different generation where i was raised differently than the kids today okay yeah that's fair i can i can see that i think my thought is it's honestly not for us to dictate because We're like people on the outside of the house. We're looking through the keyhole. We can't see the full picture. So we don't know what's fully going on. And it's really up to personal preference. Like for example, Chris, we don't have control over his life. So we can't dictate anything that happens in his life. And it really depends on, like you said, uh, live zone. It depends on how the person was raised. It could lead to whatever they want to teach their child. However, the mother or father just wants to uh, raise their child. And it also brings into question the societal conforming of how well they want to be accepted within society because nine times out of 10, people are not even people or the kids that they grow up with, they're going to bully them because of that fact. I was bullied on Club Penguin next step. I feel like bullying is everywhere at this point. So that is no true. matter. How if- do you let yourself get bullied on Club Penguin? <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That's a valid well, question. Well, actually, that was a very traumatic experience for me. So the fact that you're giggling and having a hoo and holler about my experience being bullied online but, is super, super hurtful. Aren't I mean, you just a penguin though? Like, what, were you like a different kind of penguin than the rest? Like, were you segregated? Were you <laughs> uncomfortable with your? Actually, no. My club penguin account was actually hacked and by my elementary school bully, and she released my address on Club Penguin. No way. Yeah. Wait, really? One hundred percent. I was in third grade, and I, it's been ten years, guys. Ten years. It's been a decade, and I still hold on to this. Whoa. Damn, bro. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm sorry, fine. Jordy. It's it's good. It's, you know, Club Penguin rewritten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Club Penguin did get canceled. They got shut down. Did so they really? Yeah. yeah. Club Penguin's gone. Yeah. But wasn't See, there like predators on that or something? Yeah. Right? I like so. it, I thought but it, it got ties into worse. how everything can get canceled. It's all opinionated and anything that you perceive as right and wrong can be canceled. Such as the generation today trying to cancel Chris because of his decision. Exactly. And I think that us here at Chasing the Chaos, we are supportive of all 
walks of life, trans penguins included. Oh, waddle on, make new friends. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. That being said, I have just one more thing I wanted to mention for just my stance. Because before I know I said I had a logical and a Christian stance. I already mentioned the logical side. The Christian side is more of my personal beliefs and values. Um, so for me, I personally don't agree with two males or two females getting together, nor with the multiple genders that are out now. That does not mean I'm going to judge you for it or I'm going to hate you for it because that's also against my own values is I'm going to hate you because of your own opinion. But to me, it just seems like people are conforming to much of the ways of the world, which supports just about anything. You could, yeah, I don't even know where to start. You could be any way you want. You could do anything you want. It, at this point, I was raised old fashioned. So it's a concept that's dying in Generation Z. Okay. From what I've seen. Quick question. Sure. What if the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was trans? It doesn't exactly fit biblically. How, how doesn't it? Okay, explain your. Okay, explain it a little bit. So, what if Jesus was a dude? Okay, but he identified not as Jesus, <laughs> no, but, but as no. Jessica. And remember, with the whole penguin thing, penguin Jesus definitely died <laughs> for your <laughs> sins. So, I want to know what do you think Jesus Christ, the Messiah, would not you think Mr. Beast. Well, that's a different type of Messiah. <laughs> but what do you think Jesus Christ would say about transgender people in all seriousness? In all seriousness, it would yes. be accepting. In all seriousness, because that is how Jesus was. He's not going, he, when he came to the earth, he was the perfect human being. So it makes zero sense that he's going to go against his own values right. and hate someone because they're trans or they killed someone or they did something. That doesn't, that would go against, that makes the whole Bible wrong if that was the case. And right. that makes the crucifixion, all of that, that would make it wrong. So if I'm going to be a Christian and follow in his example, I'm going to accept everyone for who they are, but that doesn't mean I need to agree with their personal values. Right. I, I have that can be addressed for anyone too. Exactly. Like, like, even I can, if you're not Christian, those, those beliefs and ideologies can still apply out of a form of respect. That's the biggest thing, the form of respect. That's a, that's a big thing that a lot of people don't have in specifically Generation Z. Mm. I'm not saying all, but most. Most people are just going to say, oh, I'm not going to respect you because da, 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 you think this way, and I don't like that. I wonder if there will be like a RuPaul like drag race in heaven. Like, you know, just like a competition or something. That'd be kind of dope. I'd go to one of those. I, I mean, I have all the time in the world. Concert. In heaven? I'm going to watch Kobe Bryant play basketball. That'd be so fire. Oh my God. I'm going to go take a so stroll fun. on the streets of gold. Let's uh, transition, no pun intended, or maybe pun intended, to the next segment. A Massachusetts Air National Guard member was arrested last Thursday in connection with the disclosure of highly classified military documents about the Ukraine war on top of other national security issues. The now former National Guard member was 21-year-old Jack Tashira, who was taken into custody without any incident after FBI officers raided his Massachusetts home. Attorney General Merrick Garland said he is going to be charged under the United States Espionage Act. A tip came in when the extremely sensitive and classified material had appeared on the chat app Discord, which is specifically dedicated to maps for Minecraft, of all things. The potentially damaging leak of American intelligence secrets relating to the war in Ukraine has been traced to a low-ranking National Guardsman in Massachusetts. We do have new details this morning coming in on the suspect in that online leak of highly classified Pentagon secrets a day after his arrest. 21-year-old Jack Teixeira appearing in federal court in Boston to face two Espionage Act charges related to unauthorized handling of classified material. How damaging are these leaks? We don't see any serious danger of this leak. To put the question in a kind way, how fucked if your 21-year-old Jack Teixeira what do you think was going through his mind to do such a thing? More questions also arise, for example, if there should be an age limit to being granted sensitive military documents. What do you guys think? So I'm going to take lead on this one. This literally resurfaces my last point of Gen Z's are willing to do anything to prove a point. What 
point was he trying to prove on Discord? Like, that makes no sense. It's like you're talking with your homies. Oh, yeah, I work at a top secret agency. It's like, oh, yeah, prove it. Leaks all the documents <laughs> of the Pentagon. Oh, wow. Fucking gets arrested for 10 years. And bet. Yeah, he's like, bet. Let me cripple my own life real quick. <laughs> like, it makes, it makes no sense. What reason was there? And it just shows, like, the classic case of peer pressure and dumb decisions in Gen Z. Because there's really no logical decision for why something like this would happen unless it was actual malicious intent against someone in the office. Yeah. That would make a little more sense. But other than that, it's just trying to, I don't know, just trying to broadcast private documents from the government. Like, I don't... <laughs> and, like, honestly, once you have military and government clearance and high ranking, they're just like, oh, okay, we're good. We can trust you. Like, if you have top secret clearance, they're like, all right, cool. But... At that point, now the whole thing is going to have to be reworked. Say goodbye to trust. Say hello to Big Brother watching. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But That's your favorite thing to say. Big Brother's always watching. <laughs> I mean, you already know. That's a whole concept. But one thing that stood out to me in one of the articles I read is nearly 3 million Americans have security clearance. When about 1.2 million have access to information that is considered, quote unquote, top secret. So only 1.2 million out of all the people that are in the U.S. have clearance to top secret. And if I you, think that's a lot. That is Well, that is a lot. But I'm saying in perspective of the U.S., that's a very small number, which the I mean, thing, sorry. is it? Go ahead. Go ahead. The thing that baffles me about this case is the fact that it's literally two towns over from <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, really. If you want to talk about close to home, guys, this is fucking it. I mean, yeah, it is pretty close to home, man. I'm sure some of us probably know somebody who knows this guy. But I just like I wonder it was shared on like some kind of weird like Minecrafty thing. It kind of shows this dude's just like want a little bit of clout or attention Honestly. for this, right? Like I mean, you're sharing it on a are Minecraft can, roadmap. Are you considering thing. it uh, are you considering Discord a, like a Minecraft roadmap? No, thing? it was off Discord, but it was like the found on Discord. Server. Okay, okay. Was about Minecraft maps. So it kind of shows what he's doing. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of military guys who spill a little bit of secrets at their local bar when they have a few drinks and stuff, but it's not like actual evidence and proof. Mm -hmm. And this is different, right, than like the Julian Assange or uh, Edward Snowden thing where like the, he's, he didn't say anything that we should know, right? Like, because like, <laughs> well, what was it Julian was the wiki the wiki leaks and then yep. Edward Snowden was telling us the NSA is spying on us and there was like the whole discussion is he a hero or is he a traitor this guy is just like I don't even think he like understood the severity of what he was doing and that's why I think maybe there should be a higher age limit or military Ooh, rank that you limit. have to have some of this information because clearly we're seeing that some uh, individuals cannot be trusted. Are you disagreeing with me? I, I disagree with you a okay. little bit on that. Okay. I don't disagree with you on the fact that the age limit should be hired. Okay. But once you get into that like position where you're at, and obviously he was at a position where he obviously knew not to leak stuff, he still did it. You know what I mean? So I think you know that. You know not to leak. It was things. a selective choice at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was a selective choice, and he just made the wrong one. And just to bring it back to the original question, prison sentence is 100% likely. Like it's probably probably minimum of 10 years, at least from what I've read. It's going to be- Why would he do such a thing? That's the thing. There's Clout. no- Clout is a hell of a drug, man. Like he's <laughs> trying is. to impress his Minecraft map buddies. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I'm, just, I'm curious because- What the fuck is that? And one of the audios, one of the operation managers from, from Ukraine actually mentioned that the leak isn't significant, but- Typically, I want to know what what was the leak? Like, what is this? What's it had to do with the Ukraine. No, it had to do with like the Ukraine war. It was, yeah. but they're not going to tell us. They're specifically. not. They're yeah. not going to okay. tell you That's because if they wondering. didn't, if they didn't want those other people knowing, why would they release that to everybody? Bro, There's imagine being in that Discord server. You're like, holy <sighs> shit, oh, yeah. bro! Holy you got shit. information. No. <laughs> I thought I was going to get like Minecraft maps, but shit, <laughs> I'm getting like U.S. <laughs> intelligence shit. secrets here. Yeah. U.S. <laughs> intelligence to put on Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. VIP <laughs> Minecraft skin. It's just a document skin. It's <laughs> oh, <wow>. classified. <laughs> just a big old error. And that's the. Story. But he's in trouble though, right? Like he's. Oh, fucked. he's in yeah. deep. Shit. Oh no, he's he's, he's in yeah deep he's shit. in deep shit. Oh, there was also a statement about Joe Biden actually making a comment. President Biden actually made a comment about this man. I literally forget he's elite. president. Does anybody else ever? <laughs> no, I do too. I literally forget he's alive. <laughs> I mean, you're not the only one. Okay, he. 
he's just sleeping in the White House at this point. Everybody else is in control. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, seriously, I forget he exists. What were you saying, Jordy? Well, what I was getting at is how Joe Biden released a statement saying how there was no immediate threat to our nation or anything along the lines of security. Yeah, that makes sense. And talking about security and breaches, we have another topic coming up for a big corporation breach. So stay tuned for that. The biggest behemoth on the internet and one of the most globally impactful organizations in the world, Google, has recently released new updates to resolve an actively exploited zero-day flaw in its Chrome web browser. This marks one of the largest bugs to be addressed since the start of 2023. The tech giant stated this will help to stop any malignant actions of people's data being exploited. Google has already answered in past congressional meetings over data compromisation concerns. I mentioned in a video recently that Google sells your data. A bunch of people responded and said, well, actually, it says on their website, we do not sell your personal information to anyone. The CEO of Google reiterated this in a New York Times op-ed. Google will never sell any personal information to third parties. Um, the truth is that Google is sharing your personal and sensitive information and being compensated handsomely in return. But what's actually going on in this exchange is far worse than you can possibly imagine. This issue really turns into a bigger problem of data privacy. Next step, how much does Google know about us and is there an ethical line they have crossed? Is there any way to safeguard your personal information from the conglomerate entity of the internet? Well, let's be honest. For those who don't know, I already don't trust Google. And this just solidifies it because let's be honest, Google is everywhere. We're talking worldwide control. It's in our phones. It's in our laptops. It's in our cars. This idea of my favorite catchphrase, big brother is always watching. This is where that comes in. There's uh, one thing I actually saw a while back where if let's just say you want to talk about water for another minute. If you start talking about your talking about water for a minute straight, phones off, down, away from you, it'll pick up. You'll start going to get ads for water. That happened to me. That's what I'm that's saying. That's not necessarily a bad thing, though. But that's the thing that just shows tracking their list. That mic that they say, oh, we're not tracking. It's always on. It's probably listening. My phone's probably listening to me right now. Hate on Google. And it's a Google phone. So, I mean, which I ain't afraid of. My VPN's on. So go ahead. Try to attack me. But, <laughs> wow. but honestly, uh, technology is just used to monitor and regulate the aspects of society. And Google is one of them. I mean, so I'm going to be the first person that here to disagree with you. All right. Okay. Yes, it might be tracking like what we're saying and stuff. And that's whatever. It is what it is. But at the same time, it's. You can't say that Google hasn't helped you in your daily life. Oh, I'm not going to deny it. It's because it's also helped with convenience. There's look at Android Auto. You've been in the car with me. I use Android Auto all the time. So it's also convenience, but at the same time, it's also if you're favoring convenience over security. A while back, I talked about something on the 1.0 podcast. Go check it out. It's a CIA triad, which is confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Confidentiality, that just means how secret it is. Integrity just means how well protected and how long it can sustain blasts. And availability is how, well, how available it is. So for me, I'm staying more on the confidentiality and integrity side, whereas a lot of people are still on that availability side, unaware of the rest of it. So that's why I find this a big problem. And to be honest, this brings into question of digital freedom because digital freedom is not actually free in the same way that perfect security doesn't exist. So with that CIA, CIA triad that I just mentioned, that's for perfect security, meaning you can't break in. But every network has a loophole. It could be 99.99999, whatever. It's still a loophole. For example, you have the London cameras, you have the China social credit. All of those are aspects of digital monitoring because now the government is watching and listening to your move. Not even the government, but just this third-party corporation is gathering information, whether it helps you out or not. It's still gathering information, and it's being stored in a database, probably off-site well, or somewhere. Well, shit. <laughs> but, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. Like these these phones that we have nowadays, these things help us out so much. Whether it be in our job, whether it be at home, whether it be hell for homework, mm. it always has helped us out. Oh, so for it to be like a huge problem that we're getting ads that are specifically towards us and all that, I don't see a problem. With I this. think it's see weird. I think it's I think it's suspicious, Live Zone, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come at your throat now for this because, <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> because have you I'm assuming you've 
talked about something and received an ad for it, correct? Correct. I think that's suspicious. It, it raises red flags for me. I don't know who's on the other end. I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's watching that, you know? Yeah, that could be, it could be Google. It could be some third party. It could be an attacker who just happened to get into your phone because you have Google Chrome now, on your laptop. Next step. I'm not a huge techie as it seems you are. So I'm going to ask this question from an outside perspective. Earlier, okay. you mentioned a VPN. Yes. So yeah, virtual, tell me more. virtual private network. Think of a train going through a tunnel. That train is your stream of data. Like you're going to watch a movie or something that's sent in these little packets and that packet is a train. So it's like a train carrying a bunch of cargo and it goes through a tunnel. That tunnel is a VPN. If anyone is trying to look at where that train is at any point in the tunnel, they're not going to know because you can't look inside the tunnel unless you're on either end. So unless you have that protection on say point A or point B, so your device might say like my phone, if I'm going from my phone to the server, there's going to be a tunnel that connects those two but the device itself is going to be unprotected without you know, necessary features, but. So going off of that, would you say your use of the VPN is a method of personal information protection, even though you do have Google-owned technology devices? Yes, because like you said, it is a Google-owned technology, so it is still technically possibly invaded, but Google I don't. Google Pixel what? Not even a Google Pixel. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Samsung shit. superiority, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's. Google is still integrated in the phone. And believe me, I've tried getting Google off the phone. It's not possible because they have it. Well, it's a Google phone. No, it's, well, it's a Samsung, but it's Yeah, get the it way- right, Samsung. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, but who, who really gives a shit? But who really gives a shit? That's what if I'm Google takes your information, like I don't have anything really that bad to like, I might have a few like questionable Pornhub selections, <laughs> but I don't have anything too like weird or anything like that. Like, I don't give a shit if China has or anything. They're going to be like, oh, he's, he's a little explorative, but they're not going to think anything too bad about me. I do think it is weird that I know I saw this documentary on Netflix and it said that if all four of our phones in, are in the room, they're data sharing right now. Data like sharing. Yeah, they're data sharing. So yeah. like something that maybe LiveZone has searched in its history or something that might pop up in your phone, even though you haven't even looked it up at all. Oh. And that's what I'm saying. It all comes down to personal preference. You don't have to be as secure as I am using a VPN, proxy, whatever, whatever. You could leave your phone as open as possible. That's up to personal preference. Just don't come to me when Next your phone gets locked up. Next just has trust out. issues. That's no, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's I what I'm going <laughs> to say. Uh, for, for like a cybersecurity person or like anybody that is in that field. Like that IT? Like, yeah, like IT that wants to secure everything. I mean, I can see why you're concerned. But for anybody else, yeah, I mean, it's Joe. really not that big of a deal. Then let me put it into this perspective. Imagine that you don't have a firewall. You don't have anything. You just have the general security, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're just watching a movie. Next thing you know, your whole phone gets locked down and it's saying, oh, you have to pay two Bitcoin, which is $50,000, in order to unlock all of your data. You want to know what I would do? I would call you and I'd say, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I'd say, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you hacking my computer? I'd be like, I That's didn't do it. That's what I would say. I didn't do it. But, uh-huh. just- <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, like Google is a little sketchy, but Google's not the only one who cross shares information and stuff a to a third point. party subject. Again, well. we have to, we have to, make the distinction. I think Google's good. You know, like Google is like basically a modern day God it where, is. where we can ask any question on the planet. And in 0.13 seconds, that information that you want to learn will be answered. Questions about life, questions about people quicker. Google than is our God. Google died for yeah. our sins on that cross. Oh okay, on that I don't know about all You lost me now. You lost me there. But <laughs> you do have a point when you say, like Livezone said, Google is very extreme, extremely useful yeah. for our daily life. I'm not saying that it hasn't been because we use it in our cars. Just because it's in my phone, that doesn't mean I don't use it. I use it for finding songs that I don't know. Or if I can't use it on a third party, I'll try Google because it's just not my first option. Like you said, I, I'm a cybersecurity professional. I wouldn't say professional. I'm in cybersecurity. Thank you. Not yet. I'm in the cybersecurity field and I know a little bit more than the average person when it comes to the cybersecurity grid, Prove which is it. why. <laughs> like he hasn't already. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. But it just, for me, I'm just very cautious based on the knowledge that I know. And for me, the way that I'm looking at it is yes, Google has its cons. 
everybody, every, everything has pros and cons. It's just with Google, the pros outweigh the cons for me. So therefore, I don't really think that this is really a big deal. And that's why I say it's personal preference. You could see this as a big deal or not. It depends on how you use your devices on your daily life. I know someone who only has a phone in his car, has no computer, has no nothing like that. And that's just how he lives his life. He's okay with it. He doesn't have a need for social media. He has a phone for emergencies and that's about it. What and happened to Bing? Do you guys remember Bing? Bing is still around. Firefox? Firefox, Firefox is a good one. was so goaded, bro. <laughs> Firefox, Firefox is goated. so goaded, bro. And you don't want to know why? Is that part of Google or no? No. And that's why, because it's a third-party company. And that's also what I wanted to get into is because third-party companies, they typically use something called open source, which basically means anyone can get it, but it's only owned by a private corporation, not like Google, not Apple. It's a separate corporation and they do their own things, which there's a browser I use called Brave, which is kind of like Google Chrome, but it's third party. So it's way more secure. It's honestly faster than I've used Google Chrome. And you have Firefox, which is also third party. It's based around security. So it's not saying that you can't use other options other than Google. You can use Google everything. I know people that love Google and it works like Amazon Alexa. Mm -hmm. You've got mm -hmm. Google Pixel. You got things like that. The Google car, whenever that comes out, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But for me personally, I just like the third party items. Sometimes third party is going to be better than Google and then vice versa. Google will be better than third parties. It's up to personal preference. Yeah, it's personal preference. Next yeah. step, I think you've convinced me to switch to a separate party search. <laughs> but, but, but quick question though. Okay. Okay, so where is Google selling... Are, are they selling their data for a personal profit? Like, where are they where are they giving it? Just to advertisement companies and stuff? Like, where are they giving it? Because I know data is like a very sought out material. Yep. My guess would be advertising. Yeah. That's because the there common. has to be a way that they have to market themselves, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, with how big they are, that would be the way. That's a good point. You know? Typically, that's what yeah. all the information is used for. There's two types of information. It's PHI, personal health information, and PII, personal, personally identifiable information. That's like your social and whatever. So... The information like that, outside of the privacy policy that pretty much everyone skips over, that highlights everything that they're going to do with it, saying, oh, once you hit, I agree, this is the information that we're going to have control over, and yada, yada, yada. So one, that's why I at least try to read terms and conditions, privacy policy, all of that, because it gives you an idea of what kind of information that these big corporations will do or what they will use it for. So like you said, for what they use it for, it's typically marketing, or if they have a third party. For me, it's the aspect that have, they have the information and in the event of a breach for them, so let's just say a zero day attack on the company, mm -hmm. on the company servers, now they have access to things that you like, your search history, your whole IP on your device. They have your search history, they have- Your bank every, account information. Your bank account. It can get dangerous. Exactly, so it's- They have my search history? They could. I'm gonna, um, so separate thing, guys. <laughs> Something actually kind of came up, so I gotta go real quick. <laughs> But yeah, essentially, like I said, just to bring it all back, we've said it multiple times, it's personal preference. You don't have to use third party. You can, you can't, it's not going to change much. Now but I'm curious for all my friends and listening that are listening on the other end. I want you guys to answer this poll and answer it wisely. What search engine do you guys use? Ooh. Let me know. Okay. I, I'm going to answer it. I like, honestly, I'm going to be that guy. Even though I just dissed on Google, I use Google <laughs> because wow. of how fast oh, it is. Yeah, right. you hear just, me out. And you your whole thing right there. <laughs> yeah. But hear me out. The what? That's my second option. Like I said, it's not my first option. I do use Google, but it's not my first option. What I use is the Brave search engine, or I'll use like Yahoo or even Bing. Honestly, Bing has come up with some search I options. I hate Google. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. But you I use, use it. Wait, <laughs> wait, you use Yahoo? Sometimes. That's yeah. a big red flag. I don't know why, what but that's a mean? red flag. Do you use <laughs> Yahoo as a search engine? Ladies, stay away from this didn't free actual. Mean? Wait, hold on. Oh Before we goodness. even get into anything, didn't the actual Yahoo die in like 2017 and some company took it over after that? Club Penguin. Just <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> Club Penguin owns everything. <laughs> Next up, we got a chaotic crime of the week, so stay tuned. Broken and nothing to console me but the screaming black dolphins. Man, that dollar's getting all over town. <laughs> yeah, like your mama. <laughs> Oh, dang. Oh, man, you know I'm just playing. Hey, man, you seen that movie, The Cove? The Cove? How you just gonna be talking about The Cove? I mean, I saw the movie, but I was like, oh,
In the past chaotic crimes, we have spoken on mothers calling the police to properly identify their own children, women playing GTA in real life, and lastly, attempts to purchase children in local Walmarts. Mm. But the ca- you, you just said, mm, like it was a prayer. <laughs> in the past chaotic crimes, we have spoken on mothers calling the police to properly identifying their children, women playing GTA in real life, and lastly, attempting to purchase children in local Walmarts. But the chaotic crime of this week today is not a crime of human, but on nature's most adorable aquatic creature, the dolphin. 33 swimmers are being investigated by Hawaii's Department of Land and Resources for harassing a group of dolphins. Humans were seen via drone footage aggressively corralling and pursuing the sea creatures of the Hananao Bay in Hawaii. It's also worth noting that in 2021, the Aloha State passed the Mammal Protection Act that prohibits swimmers from coming within 50 yards of local dolphins. As we all know, dolphins are very fascinating creatures, even though it's prohibited in Hawaii to go within 50 yards of them. But if you saw a dolphin majestically swimming close to you, what would be your first initial reaction? I would feel like a Disney princess. I would feel so honored to be encountered <laughs> in in the presence of such a majestic creature. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think dolphins, like I, I told you guys this before, I really do think they're like my spirit animal. They're just so smart and creative and kind and just like... You know, fun fact for you, dolphins are one of three species, including humans and apes. And I don't know if octopuses are on that, too, that actually enjoy sex. So they are (laughs) very similar to us in a lot of emotional ways. I mean, minus the greed and violence that we have, they're very protective animals. Getting some of that octosy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if the uh, opportunity is there, then who knows? (laughs) Let's not judge too quickly. So, but getting back on track here, if you're like in the ocean, say off the coast of Hawaii, and you see a dolphin approaching you, how would you react in honor of respecting this Mammal Protection Act and in honor of protecting the law, but also respecting the animal space. How would you encounter that? I wouldn't respect it. I mean, I, I respect the laws, but I wouldn't respect that because I think, honestly, like I have spiritual connections with dolphins. And if we just look at each other in the eyes and that connection's there, then no mammal prohibition act can stop me from petting my being. Because I feel like at the end of the day, God made all creatures to live as one. So fuck a prohibited act. I'm, I'm going See, to pet him. I'm an environmentalist. So when I hear you say, like, fuck that act, I'm like, oh, you really <laughs> probably shouldn't be saying that because they're there for a reason. And the reason they're there is to help help protect the species, especially when it comes to human interference. But you just discounted everything else I just said, though. I love doing that. Uh, well, <laughs> well, that's already clear. Cool. But like, I, but, but I just told you, Jordy, it's like a spirit animal, and I'm not going from like a selfish place. Oh, like, I'm no. not going to go harass it or something. And I'm sorry, you're right. I should have considered that. You're right. And if you say you're not harassing it, I get it. I was just trying to kind of bring up the point of like the purpose of the the act in general. Yeah, with dolphins. So, especially. Yeah. so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it depends on what's happening. So if the animal is just, you know, doing its thing, not approaching me and all that. That's a different scenario than a dolphin coming up to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on the scenario for me, but I'm not going to say that, you know, you know, fuck the act. It shouldn't be there. But like, I'm going to say like, it, it just depends on what's happening. Because let's be honest, dolphins are very, they're smart, but they're very playful too. Yeah. So yeah. nine times out of 10, you're going to start running to be like, oh, it's tag. Yeah. I want to go chase it. Yeah. So yeah. either way, if they come up to be like, oh, okay, cool. It's like when a dog runs up to you and you can't really pet it, but you, you just kind of like, oh, hey, it'll you know, go away eventually. You in, just kinda- in 2019, I actually took a trip to the main island of Hawaii and I went on a, a boat tour around the island and I remember looking down off the the side of the boat and there was a pod of dolphins like right under us, like swimming with us. That's cool. That's awesome. It was amazing. And I just remember feeling like a fucking Disney princess. Side note, calling a group of animals a pod is so cool. That's right. Like orcas or yeah, a pod of orcas. Like just imagine a pod of humans rather than just a group of humans. It's like, oh yeah, I got a pod of humans over here. Like, no, no, it just sounds like very futuristic. It sounds cool. you think it sounds more modern, more efficient? Exactly. It's more modern. More At least modern. that's what I think. It's just like, oh, yeah, I got a group of guys over here. Now I got a pot of guys over there. <laughs> you got a posse. <laughs> you got a squad. I haven't heard that one, posse. Wow. 
Well, honestly, bringing it back to the tourists, it's likely they were trying to quote unquote have fun with the wildlife, which we already know is both stupid and dangerous because like Jordan mentioned, you're threatening, you're being threatening as having that human, how did you word it? It was more of a- I was, I was mentioning how it's it's dangerous because it's giving a, a human interference into human interference. the-, the so if a dolphin lives. if a dolphin approached you, you're not you're not gonna go like you're not gonna go like pet the dolphin. I don't know. I really don't know because I've seen stories about like people snorkeling, um, just like free snorkeling, free diving, and animals approach them, and it turns out these animals are actually protecting them from predators in the water, such as larger sharks or, or aggressive aggressive creatures in the water. So. If I was personally in the water and a dolphin approached me, I would probably one be like, hype the fuck up. I'd be like, oh my God, yes, I'm chosen. And then the second part of me, I'd be like, all right, I can't touch this thing. I, I need to respect it. And to add on to yeah. that, I probably have a third option saying like, all right, like you said, they're probably guarding something. So what's going on? Why is it here? Yeah. Like what There's is the trust issue part? Too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I know you're here, too. but. They know what's up. But like that, that raises the question. I know, I know I would pet it. I know Marcus would pet it. Yeah. Oh, let's be honest. I would pet it too. <laughs> Cause it's I know X like, would pet bro, it. Bro, it's just a being. Like you have to just feel it out. It's kind of hard for us to answer that when we're not actually there. So like, yeah, like it's a law and stuff, but like at the same time, it's just like feeling it out. Like you have I've to look at it dolphin. in the eyes. So, so, okay, so, so I'm an asshole, but you're good. <laughs> I touched it legally. What did it Wait. consent to it? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, what do you it, was, mean? it was actually um, a few years ago. I went and visited a dolphin rehabilitation center, and they were allowing some of the people to get into the water with the dolphins and not swim with them, but be in the water with them and interact with them. And I got to touch it, and it was really cool. But that's see, that's cool. what I'm talking about. Dolphins are so similar to humans. They even develop drug addictions and alcohol addictions. She was at a rehab for it. <laughs> Felt. I will say there's actually that reminded me of a video where this girl she dropped her phone in the deepest part of the water. You saw it. There's a and the, and the dolphin comes. Yep, up and, and the, it, it was a beluga dolphin. I think not a beluga. What the fuck? Beluga was, whale. Yeah, beluga whale. But no, it was a dolphin. Similar subspecies. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a dolphin. I know that for a fact. That came up and it just has the phone in its mouth, just swimming up, and he's just like he has the happiest little smile, yeah. <laughs> and he just swims back down. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's so cool, you know, but. Another thing I heard about dolphins, you're talking about how they're really smart and, and stuff like that. They're actually, they can use their, their frequency abilities for not only echolocating, but actually determining if women are pregnant or not. Have you seen stuff about that? Oh, wow. No, I haven't. They have like ultrasound type sensory receptors. Um, and I, if you guys can do your own research on it and find a bunch of stuff, but that's a little off branch of what we're going to, but that's cool. it, kind of just proven the point. You dolphins know? Yeah. are, dolphins smarter are than really we intelligent. Yep. And now yep. we are going to swim over to the good news of the week. The asteroids that eviscerated dinosaurs who used to be the dominative species on earth 66 million years ago, wasn't a total loss. Well, for the dinosaurs, it was. Those same asteroids carried a rare auspicious metal named iridium that can penetrate the nucleus of cancer cells and eradicate its existence, kind of like it did to the ferocious T-Rex. Last dinosaur joke, because I don't have any left. <laughs> kind of like their species. Oh. Well, okay. According to Professor Pete Sadler from the Department of Chemistry at the University of Warwick, this type of cancer treatment is called photodynamic therapy, where light is used to activate photosynthesizers that oxidize cancer cells. I mean, honestly, I see this could be very good for humans, but very bad for the environment. And hear me on on this. So I looked this up. Iridium metal is actually found in a small portion of the Earth's crust, which is like that very top center yep. layer of Earth. Digging deep for it could destroy the ground below our feet over time. So it would, I mean, it's pretty out there. It, you're talking about like billions That's a of, reach. It is, but it's still a possibility because if you're digging in the same spot, it's just gonna call, collapse in. But like I said, iridium is gonna be very helpful for this scenario because if an asteroid just came out of nowhere, it's just like, hey, I can kill cancer. And we find out it's on our earth. Like that's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. I. The thing that kind of is baffling me about this good news of the week segment is how we were, scientists were able to come up with the hypothesis, this meteorite obtains chemicals 
that can assist with the cure of cancer. How <laughs> do we make that connection? I, I'm, I am a bit lost. I need help from A to B X. I honestly, I'm as lost as you, but if <laughs> I think, I think we're all lost on it. If the I had to make a big guess though, sorry to cut you off. You're good. If I had to make a big guess, it's probably, they just took iridium. It's like, oh, we're going to run it through a bunch of tests and then see, okay, this is what it's good for. This is what it did terrible. And how it's it like, reacts, how it reacts and things like that. What were we going to say? Alexa? So the thing that like is confusing me is how is a chemical element helping cure cancer? I think it's stated earlier that it oxidizes cancer cell species. Right. It's okay. in the, it's in the process of how it was done. It uses light of it uses the iridium light to literally penetrate the nucleus of the cancer cell and just kill it from the inside out. So it kind of I wouldn't say it yeah, it's kind of confusing. Huh? At least <laughs> at least that's from what I understood is it just kind of kills it from the inside out. So if they keep doing that over and over, eventually cancer is just going to be gone. Maybe if this okay. discovery becomes more sustainable and more available, this could assist in the cancer problem. Exactly. Like right now it's just still very experimental stage and you know, we've the common trend is looking towards the future of like cybernetic all of that whatever. This probably could be a near future thing because if they've already discovered the fact that this could kill cancer, look at all the patients that have like stage one through four cancer. Mm -hmm. They could be cured of it because of this discovery. So if this becomes more stabilized and there's more experimentation done on yeah. it, then it's entirely possible that this could help. Now, I do want to bring into question, considering that there are a lot, like a large number of cancer, well, there's cancer survivors and there's people who are unfortunately under the effects of cancer. What about human population growth? Because this is obviously going to drastically increase the growth of human population. So that's a good is, question. But at that point, you're is gonna, that necessarily a bad thing though? Well, you're going to need more iridium to cure more patients. And now you have an exponential growth when the earth is already having a hard time sustaining the, what, 10, 8, 10 billion people on the earth right eight, now? 8 billion people. 8 billion people yeah. on the earth right yep. now. So let's just say it gets to 10, gets to 12, keeps going up. You won't necessarily have the materials to be able to sustain all of this because we're going to have to make more devices for digging iridium. And now we have to cure more patients and more patients getting cured. So, so, but we talk about adapting all the time, right? So we would have to adapt to that. I mean, it's doable. It's possible, but I, I don't know. It, Adaptation in what see, sense? Are you talking about the adaptation for the situation or are you talking about the human race in general? I mean, I, I guess you would say about the situation, but I mean, as a human as well. So like, I, but at the same time, more about the situation. All right. So for the human race, that's, you're looking at more long-term. You're looking at generations on generations to be able to adapt for possibly not even getting cancer at all. But if you're looking at situation, that's, so much easier to yeah. be able to adapt to because now you just got to make a couple more devices uh, that mine the iridium, but I'm just looking long scale of what it could do. I don't know. You know, personally speaking, I don't know if there's ever going to be an actual certain cure for cancer because in our last episode, we were talking about how there's no money in homelessness and how there is money in cancer studies. And if we were to heal cancer, there would be no benefits for finance. And it's really, really sad to say that, but it's, it's kind of just a truth I've observed. I've lost people in my family from cancer. So it's, it's kind of close to home, but in terms of the good news, I'm sure that there is lots of good opportunities to, that can come about this discovery. It's just more about kind of branching out and exploring those opportunities. Absolutely. And that has been our good news of the week. Thank you for tuning in to Chasing the Chaos. My name is Jordan. My name is Next Step. My name is Live Zone. My name is Marky. And you can find us right here at the same time next week.